Well, hey, good morning, everybody. How we doing? Everybody doing good? All right, one last time I want to say uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, and I am excited to put a wrap on our Christmas series, uh, Born. Uh, we've been looking at this, the attributes of Jesus that are listed out in Isaiah 9, 6. But before I hop into the message, um, I love having all the family in here together, right? It's, it's everybody. And so if you've got little ones, would you just look at me right now? Kids are loud. It's all right, okay? It's okay. They're gonna, that's what kids do, right? I would love to, I love being in a service where the kids are loud. Do not sweat it, right? Kids are welcome. Uh, we are happy to have everybody of all ages in here. Uh, but this series has been good to look at the different names of Jesus from Isaiah 9. And we have looked at Jesus so far as our wonderful counselor, our mighty God. Last week we looked at Jesus, our everlasting Father. And today we're going to look at Jesus as our Prince of Peace. You guys ready to get into the Word this morning? Yeah. All right, hey, let's get our hearts ready to receive what God has. Would you put your arms out with your palms up, close your eyes, just a posture of surrender, take a deep breath, and remember that God is just as near as the air you're breathing. Let's pray. God, today, would you guide us closer to you? Help our minds to put away the frustrations of this past week, uh, to put away the distractions from the coming week. We want to fully focus on you. We come empty with nothing to offer but surrender. God, fill us up as only you can. Holy Spirit, move in here today with power. We believe that in advance, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Isaiah 9. Verse 6, if you guys will say that part in the yellow out loud with me. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace. Today we're going to look at Jesus, the child that was born, as our Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Uh, peace is something that we all desire to have, right? Like nobody uh, desires to have unrest or chaos. We would all like peace. Uh, but peace can seem like, sometimes it can just seem like this distant or maybe elusive thing. It's hard to find. Sometimes the things, the things that you think will bring peace, peace don't actually work at all. Or, or maybe what, what's even more frustrating is that sometimes the solutions that seem to work for others, for them to have peace, they just don't seem to work for you. Um, nine years ago, I convinced my wife to go with me to see the movie Interstellar, all right? Uh, the day that this uh, worked for our schedule, it ended up snowing pretty, pretty bad. It was, it was pretty rough. Uh, but we had just had our son. It was the first movie. Like, it was like mom and dad date night. I was not about to be deterred by uh, six inches of snow or whatever it was. We go drop off our son. He's like eight, nine months old with the in-laws. We go to the movies. And since this is a Christopher Nolan film, it can only be experienced in a high-quality movie theater, right? I'm sorry, I'm not going to the one in Yukon. We're going to go uh, get tickets to the Moore Warren Theater, right? I'm going to go to the Big Daddy. And remember, we just had a lot of snow. And so we were almost all the way to the movie theater. Uh, we're about a mile from our exit. And someone hits their brakes. Uh, and thankfully, we're going like 30, 35 miles an hour. It was, it was a snowstorm. It was crazy. And uh, chaos ensues. We're, someone hits their brakes. Uh, I hit my brakes. I try to turn the wheel. And uh, 
I do, and Kelsey and I do in the car, a complete 360 donut on the snow and the ice, and remarkably, like somehow we were just going down the road and we like just did this like sweet drift and just stayed in our lane. It was an insane moment. Uh, a dumb time to go see a movie, all right? So kids, don't, don't do this, it ain't worth it. But this is not a story about my poor decision making. Uh, we come to that like stop, right? And you realize like we're okay, we did not get hit, uh, we did not hit anybody. And I do what I think some of you guys might do if you were in my situation. I kind of do the, <laughs> like that crazy laugh, like we just walked away untouched, we're fine. That's what was happening in the driver's seat. Uh, Kelsey, on the other hand, in the passenger seat, did not find this to be a laughing matter, right? Uh, she was incredibly upset about the experience. She was frustrated at me. And even after seeing the cinematic masterpiece that is Interstellar, right, she said, all that for a dumb movie. <laughs> here's what I want us to focus on. We both had literally the exact same experience. Same car, same theater, same movie, and yet we had two completely different experiences. And oftentimes when we think of peace, we think of the circumstances that are around us, uh, we think it's either a peaceful situation or it's a hostile situation, right? But the truth is, true peace is not about the situation. Because peace that's based on a situation isn't really peace because that, moment, that situation can change in an instant. Peace is not based on the outside circumstances. Peace is based on what's happening inside of you. Uh, kids, will you help me out with this? I'm gonna talk about the carrot, the egg, and the bean. Uh, kiddos, you put a carrot into some hot water, what happens? It gets soft, right? It gets mushy. You put it in there for a while. All right, kids, help me out with this one. All right, it's the opposite of soft. That's the answer. You put an egg into some hot water, what happens? It gets hard. It gets rubbery, right? And then when you put a coffee bean into some hot water, what happens? It doesn't get hard, and it doesn't get soft. It changes the water into something else. It lets what's on the inside permeate through to the outside. It doesn't change uh, itself, it changes the environment around it. All three, the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean, they have the same experience. The pressure is turned up. There is some heat involved. They are in hot water, literally. But each responds differently. They all respond differently to that situation. For many, the Christmas season is a season that turns up the pressure, it turns up the heat. Maybe you feel like you're in a little hot water. You got the year end right around the corner where you got some deadlines to meet because of that. Maybe it's just the reminder of a loss. This Christmas is gonna look different. Maybe it's that the finances are a little tight or it's a reminder of all the hollow things that we try to fill our lives with. There, there are so many reasons why Christmas can be a hard or a pressure-filled season. Now, the question, for you is what are you going to do when things are bad, when things are hard? Uh, what are you going to do when the pressure feels like it's about to make you burst? Maybe the, the best way to say is how can we have peace in the pressure? How can we keep our burdens from weighing us down? And, and there is one singular answer that will provide comfort and answer. This answer works for uh, everyone, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. 
Hear me on this. Whatever you're going through, Jesus is the answer. Jesus can handle your pressure. He can handle the heat you're under. Not only can he handle the pressure, but he offers peace to you in the midst of it. Now, now, peace doesn't mean he instantly changes the circumstances around you. It doesn't mean Jesus removes the pressure or that he turns down the heat. But when you turn to Jesus, he does three things. The first thing is he gives you peace even when your world feels like it's caving in around you. And it doesn't make sense to have peace when your world is falling apart. How, how is that even possible? To have peace when nothing is going right in your life. And, and it's pretty, pretty simple. Jesus offers the peace Jesus offers isn't centered on your life. If it was, it wouldn't be peace to be gone like that. The peace Jesus offers is centered on his life. And what he has done for us, it changes from the inside out. And as fickle as this world could be, as quick as things can change on the exterior, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he gives peace even when your world is falling apart. That's the first thing he does. The second thing he does is he gives you a promise that he will work all things for good. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I think it's an important distinction to make right here that it doesn't say all things are good. That's not what it says there. It because, in fact, some of you might be living through something that honestly is just, it's evil or it's horrible. And God doesn't call that evil good. That's not what he's saying here. It says God causes everything to work together for good. Not that all things are good, but he will work them together for good. And so even in the heartaches and the pain of life, we can cling to the promise that God is going to bring some good in your pain. That there is purpose in your pain. And, and hear me on this. Things may not be going good for you right now, but God will bring some good out of it. He will. So Jesus provides peace when our life feels like it's falling apart. He promises that he will work all things together for good. And this last one, it's, it's my favorite. He will never leave you. He will never leave you. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.8 says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. His purposes will prevail, and he will never leave you. He is always with you. It's amazing how quickly your situation can shift uh, when you know you're not alone. And this week, uh, one of my sons, he had his tonsils taken out. And when he woke up uh, in recovery, it's in another room that's like not where I was allowed to be, uh, and so I'm just sitting there waiting in the waiting room, and when he woke up in recovery, he was obviously in a little distress, like they just removed something from his body, right? And he was a little upset, he was crying a little bit, and he told the nurse that he just missed his dad. He missed having someone with him who he knew loved him. He got to the room where I was waiting, and it was almost instant. He calmed down. His pain didn't change. Literally nothing about his body was different from when he first woke up. He just didn't feel alone. Church, hearing this, Jesus will never leave you. 
He is always with you. He gives peace in the storm. He promises it's all gonna work out for good and he will never leave you. The peace you find in Jesus is a peace that cannot be taken from you. And it doesn't matter the storm you find yourself in, he can handle it. He can handle it. Uh, my dog's name is Blitz. Can everybody say Blitz? All right, uh, Blitz is short for Blitzen, right? It's very on subject for the Christmas season. Uh, and I can't say that we named him because I just would have kept it at Blitz. But uh, Blitz, he doesn't like to go outside when there's a storm coming. That's my daughter. She's doing a great job on the front row distracting me. Uh, but she, she's good, all right? But hey, he, Blitz, my dog, he is deathly afraid of thunderstorms. He's deathly afraid of thunderstorms. And so what will happen is I know that a storm will be coming, and I'm like, dude, you need to go outside, take care of business before the storm comes. And so I will try to take him outside before the storm hits, but he won't go outside if he can hear the rumblings of the thunder in the distance. And so uh, what happens sometimes is he'll even ask if he can go outside, if he can go take care of business, you know, he'll just go scratching at the back door. And then he realizes a storm is on the way, and it's like he hits that reverse and he comes right back in. So instead of going uh, back out and taking care of business and maybe a light sprinkle or just some distant thunder, nothing that's gonna hurt him, Blitz will wait hours for the storm to pass so he can go outside and relieve himself. And then after the storm passes, uh, when he bolts out into the yard, you'd think that that dog is about to burst, right? He's holding it for so long. And by waiting, all he does is add pressure on himself. All it does is actually make him that much more anxious during the storm. All the waiting does is make it harder. Church, hear me on this. Don't wait to turn to Jesus. I don't know what is happening in your life, but I do know this. Jesus is the solution. He will give you peace in the storm. He will work everything together for good, and he will never leave you. And the peace we have in him cannot be replicated by anything else. It can't. If you were to examine how Christians have operated throughout the ages, we live in a pretty unique time of history. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. Uh, so we receive salvation by putting our faith in Jesus. We, we look back to Jesus, right? What about the people who lived before Jesus, right? What, what did they do? They didn't know Jesus, but what they would do is they would put their hope in a future Messiah. Before Jesus, they would look forward to a coming Savior. And then while people were on the earth, they actually looked to literal, physical Jesus, to him as their Savior. At Christmas, we celebrate that Jesus came to this earth, and we get to look back at his life and what he has done for us. We get to look back at the cross. We get to look back at the promises he's given us that he's already fulfilled. And yet, everybody else gets to look back or look forward, but we get to look back at the promises he's fulfilled. And we get to look back at the cross. We get to look back at his life. And at the same time, we get to look forward to his return. We get to look back and see the faithfulness of God and at the same time look forward to promises yet to be fulfilled. See, Isaiah 9, 6 talk about a child being born. But verse 7 is the future hope that we cling to. It says this in Isaiah 9, 7. His government, in some translations here, they say, they say kingdom. His kingdom and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven and earth 
will make this happen. Jesus' kingdom and its peace will never end. Jesus will rule for all eternity. And this is the part that makes my cup get a little full, makes my cup start to overflow. Jesus, he gives us peace about our past. We get to look back. He gives us peace for our present. We get to live in the moment, not way down. And there's a future coming. And Jesus gives us peace for our future. And we know that Jesus isn't done, that he has more to offer. He isn't saying, just hold on, and one day, one day I'll give you peace. He isn't saying, sorry, the time of peace has expired, it's time for some chaos. No, 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 no. Jesus is the prince of peace, and he offers it here and now. No matter what is going on in your life, you can rest easy because Jesus has made a way for us. He can calm the storms in your life. Doesn't mean the rain and the wind won't come, but when they do, he will be with you and he'll give you shelter from the storm. He is a refuge from the storms. I think about Jesus when he was with uh, the disciples in a boat and there was a storm and it was a big one. Uh, The disciples panicked, they were incredibly fearful Uh, and Jesus is over here sleeping on the same boat, right? That'll preach too. They were panicking. He was sleeping. Uh, But they come to Jesus, and they say, save us. We're about to drown. They're worried. Jesus speaks. He says, the waves and the wind cease. And then he asks them, he says, where is your faith? Where is your faith? When your faith is in the boat, it's a little scary when those big waves come. Uh, When your faith is in your finances, uh, it's a little scary when that account looks a little lean. When your faith is in people and they fail you, it'll mess you up. But when your faith is in Jesus, you have all you need. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God, an everlasting Father, and he is our Prince of Peace. He is. And sometimes our world can feel uh, incredibly dark. You guys would do me a favor. We're just gonna go ahead and uh, kill the lights up here. It's gonna get dark, kids, all right? Boom. And there is something about the darkness that is just a little bit scary. We're afraid of surprises Uh, we don't want to get snuck up on. There's a quote from Corey Tin Boom, and it says, even when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, when a train goes through, you don't get uh, scared, you don't throw away the ticket, you don't jump off, you sit still and you trust the engineer. You might feel like you're sitting alone in the dark. Like there's no peace, there's everything around you. But hear me on this. You are not alone. Jesus is right here with you. When the world around us is dark, we still have peace because we have Jesus. 
When you have Jesus, you have peace. When you have Jesus, you have light. Whatever you're going through, Jesus is the answer. Let's celebrate that Jesus, our Savior, that Jesus, the answer to every problem we could ever have, that he came and was born. That he didn't leave us alone, but he came to the earth to rescue us. Let's sing one song and pass these candles around.